when you said that, the first thing that came to mind is like, sometimes I relate the bar, a barbell, whatever weight to life. Like it's going to push us down. It sucks. Sometimes we're going to get back up and I might fail many, many times before I have the strength to get that one rep or whatever it is, but I'm not going to let it stop me from trying. Like those are goals. Then when I don't get it, I'm like, I'm getting it next time. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's empowering guest is my girl, Megan Helwig. Megan is a dynamic doctor of physical therapy and a badass CrossFit athlete who resides in Southern California. Megan has combined her knowledge, her personal experiences as an athlete gone through injuries and breath work into a unique effective and intuitive method. She's perfected her own functional and holistic healing approach that has brought her clients sustainable success in their bodies. In this episode, Megan shares a wealth of high level expertise when it comes to reframing the mind and training your body to unlock its unlimited potential. Some of the epic topics we covered are the body being a system of systems and the optimal ways to streamline strength to enhance long-term healing, recovery, and performance, setting boundaries personally and professionally to show up as the best version of yourself, shattering the stigma around a muscular woman's physique and what it means to be a strong woman, using rest to get ripped positive thinking as a catalyst to recovery, the simplicity in curing ailments that many people don't know about, and so much more. You guys, Megan is truly a badass woman who practices what she preaches. She demonstrates and lives by the model that anything is possible when you synchronize your primal strength to your primal patterns in order to uncover your potential. I highly recommend you follow her on IG. Her handle is Primal Strength Doc, and her content is packed with supportive information that's not only going to help you feel great in your body, but also supportive to your overall mindset. And that's one thing I really, really love about Megan and her work is it, she is holistic. She's hitting you from all those angles. And the goal is, you know, to sustain, to have longevity in this feel great, perform great lifestyle. Megan is certainly a supportive pathway to do that. So let us know what you think about this episode. If you love it, please share it up on your IG stories and tag both Megan and I. Hit us up on the DMs and the comments, ask any questions or anything else that you feel you would like to expand on from this episode. We are here for it. And my supportive ask before I hit play, if you have not already given this podcast a five-star rating and review, please do so. I've put a link that makes it so easy to do that in the show notes. And it really means so much. So to everyone who has already given this podcast a five-star rating review, thank you with all of my heart. Me and my team appreciate you. And to everyone who will be doing so, thank you so much in advance. We love you too. All right, you guys enjoy this super inspiring conversation with my girl, Megan Helwig. 
You guys, before I hit play on this episode, I got to fill you in on one of my secret weapons that helps me to feel great and perform great in my life. I get asked this question all the time. How do you have so much energy? And the truth is, it's my entire lifestyle. But a major factor that plays into this energy is my morning ritual. That's right. That is my secret weapon. It's how I'm starting my days. How you start your day, you guys directly impacts how you are going to move throughout your day. So what I wanted to do to really support you to optimize your energy, to help you be very focused and drive yourself in the direction you want to move yourself throughout your day is I created a free downloadable 10 minute kick-ass energy morning ritual. That's right. Cause I know, I know not everybody has a ton of time every morning to designate to a morning practice, but even 10 minutes 10 minutes at the start of your day will make a major difference. I say it all the time, you guys, inches make the mile. So what do you get in this morning ritual? You get a five minute meditation that you can actually take in at any time of day. It's going to root you, center you, and help you just get very grounded and elevated within yourself. You're also going to get a free downloadable PDF with some action prompts just to help you build the habit of this ritual. So, so there's some journal prompts in there. There's a movement prompt in there. There's some intentional nutrition prompts in there just to help you, you know, be very conscious about the way that you're driving your body and your nutrition throughout the day. Both are huge levers in how you're going to feel and perform. Another call to actions. All of this you can receive by entering your email. There's a link in the show notes, but this is also on blackbeltbeauty.com's homepage. I just made it easy for you by putting this link in the show notes. Put in your email and you will immediately get the meditation and PDF sent to you. I did this because I want you to feel great and perform great in your life. And honestly, you guys, my morning ritual is truly that. It is a secret weapon. It's how I sharpen my sword and how I strengthen my shield and prepare for battle. Whatever life's going to throw at me or whatever I'm, you know, putting myself in, in terms of being in the arena, you know, seek the fight every day. I know that I'm going to be better capable after I have done this morning ritual. So check it out. Let me know if it serves you. DM me on Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty's Instagram. I can't wait to hear what you think and what you feel after practicing this morning ritual. Boom, girl. Hi, Megan. Hi, how are you, Roxy? I'm so happy to be with you. <laughs> you know, there are some d- days where I'm in a podcast with, with friends like you, you know, it feels like Oh, I just get to hang out with a girlfriend and it feels so good, especially these days, because, uh, you know, it doesn't happen as much these days, you know, everything, not enough, not enough. Right. And so, you know, I mean, this is going to be great because we get to dig into you and your genius and there's so much to tap in there, but also it's so selfishly great for me that I just get this moment of time to just hang out with you. How Mm. are you? (laughs) I know, even though we talked like what a week or two ago, but it's still not enough. I know. Well, and it's so, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I, it's, I think it's been a month now since my calf injury and, uh, and you have been so supportive and I've been trying to keep up with what you've showed me. Um, but you, you're, it's interesting because you're always kind of with me, um, (laughs) especially right now while I'm really recovering and, and, you know, getting this better, but 
honestly, you are more with me than you realize. I'm an athlete, I'm active and an important part of not just even, you don't have to be an athlete, obviously, but mobility, right? And keeping this body, this system mobile, agile, like in one of my favorite words is fluidity, right? Mm-hmm. And it all kind of goes together, right? So um, I often think about you as a kind of reminder for me to keep up with this work that's so important. So I'm excited. I want to dive into all of this with you. Um, I actually would love to start by asking you, what does unlock your potential mean? Oh, that's a good one. So when I was thinking of like a name for a company, like, and cause of primal strength, physical therapy mm-hmm. for me, it's when we were born, like, if you look at little kids, when they squat, when they breathe, it's just perfect. And they do it so effortlessly. Like when they just drop in a squat up and down, I'm like, we all had that ability and we all lose it. Yeah over time. Yeah. So for me, primal strength is getting back to our primal patterns and Mm. then unlocking our potential. We all had it in there. We've just messed it up over the years and don't realize what we're really capable of. Um, and I've realized even more since I came up with that slogan Mm -hmm. in the beginning, it was more, I was thinking of mechanical physical, and it's so much more now, like our physical is dependent on our mindset. Like our, like how we feel, whether it be how we move, um, physically, mentally, spiritually, like we have so much more available Mm -hmm. that sometimes we just need some guidance to tap into it. So for me, even though I'm a PT and people are coming to me when like there's pain, Mm -hmm. there's so many other aspects of their life that we can unlock by combining the physical with the mental, the mindset, the spirituality, whatever it may be that that Mm -hmm. person believes in, um, and looking at it as a whole to really take us to the next level. So that was so epic because, you know, going into this conversation, thinking, you know, getting ready basically to have this talk with you. Yes. On the one hand, you know, you are a functional, intuitive, physical therapist. You are an absolute badass. You're an athlete. And so there's a lot to tap into in that region. But for me, I'm thinking um, not just in that sense with you, I'm looking at you, first of all, you are a path creator. You are someone who has continuously listened to this inner guidance system, right? Your passions, you've moved from the East Coast, from Jersey to San Diego, um, even how you, you know, you, you, you put yourself through school, but a lot of your, from what I've learned, a lot of your uh, your approach to your to your business, it, it it actually was almost like a step away from school. It was more of you guiding yourself from, you know, a place of uh, again, it's like passion to develop your practice in the way that you have. And so for me, I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Here's a strong ass woman, a path creator, someone who has bet on herself, someone who, and we're going to get into so many layers here. You know, there's so much mindset and you know, that's my, that's my jam. That's my coaching. That's my teaching. Um, but you know, what I really want to do in this conversation with you is pull on the strings, kind of like the lines between the lines. When I think about mobility, when I think about posture, I mean, let's just posture, right? Like one of the greatest things my mom said to me when I was younger was look at life straight in the eyes, walk with your head up. Like 
shoulders back. And there is, we know this is like a real thing. And I, I want you to actually talk about this. Um, but you know, body, body posture, the way we carry ourselves isn't just a language to the external. It's a language to ourselves, but most people aren't even aware of that. Let's go there. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's, we're going to be tapping into subconscious then, like, cause some people never realize it. And I mean, and the only reason I'm at where I am today is for the hardships and the trials and all the stuff that we had to get to, to learn these things. Like I was, I was, I mean, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, wow, we're getting old. So it could be even (laughs) 30 years ago. (laughs) Um, you know what we went through to get to that, like over the years, like when a client walks in the room, just their body language alone and how they present and how they sit, I could tell, you know, sometimes I get that gut feeling, but you can mm-hmm. just see, you know, they're struggling and it might not even be physical. Um, right. Body language is huge, whether it's our, our own and mm-hmm. what we're dealing with or someone else's. And then that's the other thing, being a body worker and PT world, like energy is huge where I have to be mindful that I'm not picking up other people's energy. Totally. Mm-hmm. I thought that was all BS. Like I'm an ortho sports PT. I just deal with the body I'm ortho, whatever the knee hurts. We're working on this. Um, and I would wonder at the end of the day, when I'd have a lot of my, I used to call them my crazy patients mm-hmm. um, <laughs> a lot going on in their life. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, why was I so drained? Why was I exhausted? And I was like, Oh, it's a real thing. Like their energy is coming off on me and mm-hmm. it's draining me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how they deal with that every day, but I can't even deal with it just for one day. Right. Um, and it's so true. Like when you just said, stand up tall, um, you know, shoulders up back, whatever it may be. Like I was not that kid growing up. I was the one that was made fun of. I was the one that would like go home crying every day, you know, went through all that stuff where my body language, if I looked at it back then was probably a lot different than what it is now. What was happening, um, just to tap into that for a minute, you know, if you don't mind, I'm curious, you know, cause everyone who looks at you now or knows now you see a strong ass capable woman, but what, you know, adversity is so, uh, it, it, it just, it's so important. So what was that, what was happening in that period of your life? I mean, I came from a great childhood. I had everything I ever needed and wanted, you know, I was great at sports. Like that's where I excelled and stuff, but I was just never comfortable in my own skin. Never felt comfortable around other people. Um, never felt comfortable even like talking to guys or any of that kind of stuff growing mm-hmm. up. And then eventually I found drugs and alcohol and that was, mm-hmm. gave me the courage, like that liquid courage, if you wanted to call it back then. I'm like, oh, if I just have a few drinks, I feel so much more comfortable. And you know, that became eventually a crutch. Yeah. Oh, and for me, and I don't know if you even knew, like I'm 17 years sober Yeah. and it's something that, you know, that is something I don't always talk about, but I'll open Mm -hmm. up to people about it. Sometimes like Mm -hmm. I was a chameleon years ago. I used to blend into whatever environment I was in to fit in, to make sure I wasn't hurting other people. Meanwhile, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, this isn't what I want. Yeah. I was doing what I thought everyone else wanted me to do. Like Mm -hmm. went to a really good school. Like I loved it played field hockey, had a blast, but I was like, Oh, I think I need to be a finance major. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to work on wall street. Um, meanwhile, working at a desk in New York city, I was miserable. Oh yeah. And so it took till when I was 23, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, what am I doing? Like, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And then that's where the shift happened. Like no more drugs and alcohol, like got sober. And then everything was okay. What do I want? You know, what's going to make me happy working internal on me 
Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you just see the shift and everyone's like, who are you? We don't even know who you are anymore. Um, I love that. so I do have to attribute it to getting sober. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a big thing because then I didn't have this other substance that was, you know, I was a different person when I did that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, I mean, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. No, and it's, 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 it's so important, you know, to, to actually display these examples of what a human is, is capable of doing when they decide, right. You know, because again, like if somebody just know, knew you in your life now and, and had no idea of that, they would never piece that together. Right. Yeah. But it's important to show that that is possible, that when you decide and you get clear on you know, the direction that you really want to operate your life from and to, you can make those changes. So I I love that. And I think it's also important to, you know, I talk about authenticity all the time. It's maybe a superpower of mine. And I only say that because I see, especially as a coach now, it's like, it's one of the fucking hardest things for people to operate from. Like, and it's, it's a core value of mine. Really it's attached to my core value. That is autonomy. It's like, no, you're not you deciding what is best for me is not going to fucking reign over what I know and believe and trust, even if it's scary and I don't know what's coming next. Uh, like I moved to New York from Hawaii yeah. and I had no fucking idea. I was like, I have no game plan. I just know I got to be here. And I listened and in hindsight, I look back, I'm like, Ooh, that was pretty brave. But in the moment, you know, it was just me operating from my most authentic self. So that's also something I always love to highlight. So I love that you just threw that in here. So, you know, going back there. So when you, you know, you get to that place and now you're sober and now I'm sure, I mean, obviously there's always going to be challenges. I mean, being an entrepreneur is a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the challenges when you're operating from that state of this is what I want to do, what I, be- what, what it, what I value, what is true to me, I'm operating from this. Those challenges become, it's just a different kind of challenge, right? A hundred percent. Like when I was back East, and I worked for a bigger corporation and it was like, they wanted me treating a certain way. They wanted me seeing 20 plus people a day, two people at a time. And for me, it wasn't like, I couldn't treat the way I wanted to. I feel like I wasn't doing the best for my clients. And for me, that's so important. Like I like to help people. Like I am, I consider myself a healer an empath, like energy stuff, all that. I'm just been finally able to tap into and I couldn't do it the way it was set up. So it was scary as hell. I was Mm -hmm. dating someone at the time and we were sitting at a Whole Foods and we had basically a a brown paper bag from French fries on there. And we were just writing out words about what I felt my business would be. And basically I didn't have the courage to do it on my own. I wanted to do it. And I was getting to that jumping off point, but it took someone else helping me see what I was capable of yep. do it. And finally giving me a little opening to say, Hey, why don't you open up here? And so I took that leap of faith and I still stayed part-time at the other place because yep. I knew the security, mm-hmm. but opened up part-time there, um, in New Jersey mm-hmm. and had that practice and realizing I can do it on my own. I can treat the way I want to. I could spend a whole hour with my client and not be distracted by all this other stuff. Yeah. I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and it was one of those things, but I had come out here to San Diego in like 2010 or 11, mm-hmm. 2011 for a course. Right. Um, and I was like, why the heck do I live in New Jersey? I was like, it was winter. I hate the cold. And <laughs> it was raining here though. It like hardly ever rains, but it was raining. And I'm like, this is still better than Jersey. Um, <laughs> it's like warm rain. 
it always felt like home. I just started every year. I'd find an excuse to come out here for a course mm-hmm. or something and started making friends out here. And every single trip I would like postpone coming back. Like I move my flight a day, move my flight another day. And all the girls I worked with were like, we just stay, just tell oh. us you're not coming home. You're happier there. You can always come back home. And I was like, you're right. Like just being out here and everyone's like, you're crazy to pack everything up and move across the country by yourself. Yeah. Um, but something in me, like this just felt like home and it always had it. From the day I came out here. Um, and it's hard being away from family, like it's oh, yeah. a huge family, but mm-hmm. I can always go home and visit them yeah. They can come and visit me. Um, but it's something where I just had to follow that, where I would have never had the courage years ago to yeah. do that. I would have done what other people thought I should be doing instead of what I truly believed. Um, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say to, I love all that. Um, it's, you know, I've done it, like I said, in my own life and it's so important. One of the things I always talk about is self-trust. And I always say like you, that shit has to be earned. Like there's no handouts there. How do you earn it? You bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you move into the uncertain terrain from this place of, I just know, I feel I'm going to trust. I'm going to take a chance. I'm willing to even, you know, whatever. Like if I fail, even I, I got to try, but that's how you build tr- how, and it's an interesting thing. It's like, if you're only ever listening to somebody else's, I don't even care if it's your family, your partner, valued opinions, if, but if you're only operating from what they think is best for you, well, how do you develop self capital S E L F trust? <laughs> you fucking can't. So maybe talk about that a little bit and how, you know, these steps that you took, these chances, uh, this kind of inspired action helped to develop your self-trust. Like I just had a flashback to sitting in Hoboken in 2004. Um, (laughs) and I was reading like a daily devotion or something. And it just said, you, sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith, even though you can't see the step. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that I always remember. Like I have to try like Mm -hmm. as scary and as uncomfortable as it is. And That was actually, when I read that, it was the day I was trying to decide if I was going to break up with someone. And I was like, I I guess I just have to do it. I don't know if it's the right answer. I just have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's sometimes for me where I can get really into my head with stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for me is not making a decision. Like the decision is to not do anything because I'm letting my head go crazy sometimes. So I think, like you said, it's like, you just have to do it sometimes and yeah. you just learn on the way down. Yeah. Um, like start the business, just start seeing people like depending on what you're doing, get a, have like a side little hustle or a side mm-hmm. gig that you knows um, you're going to get a paycheck from and then work on your, if you want to call it passion project or whatever that yeah. you feel like you're meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I did. I took a per diem position out here knowing just two days a week with, it was like, 20 miles away, just so I knew there wouldn't be a conflict of interest when it came to, I knew down the road, down the road, I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that carries over to every other aspect of our life. Yeah. You know, for yes. me, it's having some faith and for me taking the leap of faith, even though I don't know the answer sometime and just figure out for 40 years, I've done. Okay. Like yeah. I actually work a lot less now and make the same or a lot more than what I did when I was back East. And, you know, it's amazing. And I don't think I could ever go back to working for someone else. 
mm-hmm. because I need that ability to be able to treat the way I want to, to be able to like have the say, and this is what I think is best for you instead of it being dictated by someone else. Oh, I couldn't even imagine you working for somebody else. And the reason why is because I think about autonomy and mastery and you are, you know, it's like you're a thought leader. You are an authoritative in this space. You have your own unique approach and that can't be, you can't, um, you can't what's enclosed. What's the word I'm looking for, for people watching. I'm just putting, you, you, you know, you can't, you can't put that in a box and, uh, it would be a disservice, I think, to, to the world for you to be operating under somebody else's, um, kind of zone of genius because your yeah, like zone of cutter approach, like you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So something I learned about you that, uh, I think would be great to talk about too. And it kind of goes right where we were is, um, active release therapy. That was like a big, would you say that was a turning point or when you, cause was that the course that you initially took, uh, in San Diego that started no. to okay. so active release? I, I had someone do it to me when I was injured back in 2004. Got it. And I was like thinking maybe I want to go into healthcare or whatever. And it made such a big difference. Like I went from not being able to run, getting off the bike doing triathlons to like four sessions and it was gone, whatever can, the pain was. What can you briefly, is there a way to explain it, to break it down just for those people who don't? So it's a soft tissue technique okay. going in and you're just going in on like, if say if I was working on the muscle, I'm going in and doing like, some people say pin and stretch, it's not pin and stretch, but it's more okay. of you're going in, you're using hands, you're using um, movement at the same time to clean up tissue glide. Um, so when I first started practicing, I knew I was like, okay, I want to get certified and all that got certified and all that. That was my jam. It was beating up my hands though, like crazy. Um, then I started to learn more that, you know, well, maybe an area of the body's tight Mm -hmm. because it's working well, Mm -hmm. or maybe an area of the body's tight because it's protecting it from something else. That's like, maybe it's not working well. So it's like, Hey, I don't feel safe. I'm going to tighten up. So that was when there was a light bulb moment that like, ART is amazing, Mm -hmm. but it was just one piece of the puzzle for me. So now it's just like one tool in my toolbox because Mm -hmm. so many people are like, oh, my hip flexors are tight. I want you to release my psoas. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not just going to go and release your psoas. I need to test it first. So I need to go in. Is it tight and weak or is it tight and strong? If it's tight and strong, okay, we can release it. And we're not really releasing. We're kind of communicating with the brain. Um, But you give the right information to the brain. The brain's like, okay, I'll let it relax. Um, but if it's tight and weak and I just go in and do some work on it, you might be taking away that person's protective mechanisms. So So, interesting. So people come into me, they're like, this always feels tight. I stretch it. It keeps tightening back up. That right there is a little light bulb saying, Hey, we need to look somewhere else. Or we actually maybe need to strengthen it. And then it will actually loosen. So I went from doing ART on, I still do it almost on everyone, but doing it more to it just being one portion of a treatment session. That's amazing over the years where it's like, I use the ART, I use the DNS, I use the NKT, I use like all these different things. And I kind of morphed it into my own. Yeah. Your own, your own concoction, your own, your own witchcraft. (laughs) When they say the witch doctor, they're like, go see the witch doctor. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But. Oh my gosh. What would you say right now? You know, cause when I think, first of all, okay, let me say this. Um, when I think about mobility work, uh, uh, even just a physical therapist, I mean, I think the larger, uh, 
part of this kind of, uh, the, the, when people think about a physical therapist, they're thinking I got injured and I need to see a therapist to rehabilitate. Um, when I think about someone like yourself, a PT, um, especially the way that you're, you approach your business, I actually think about longevity. I don't think necessarily about, Oh, see Megan when you're injured. I mean, for sure. I mean, I just like got injured and I'm like, Megan, uh, but it's more about like, this is going to sound funny, but it's totally me, but it's like lubrication for life. It's like, how do you fucking say No, that's hundred percent what it is. It's like, how can we preserve what we have without beating it up? Feel better. better, Yeah. Right. Um, So many people think, Oh, I'm hurt. I need to go to PT. I need a prescription. I need to go through insurance. I'm like, you can do that, but you're probably going to go to one of those cookie cutter practices that if your knee hurts, they're only looking at your knee. And guess what? It's probably not your knee. It's probably your core, your hip, your other shoulder. It could be even freaking your jaw. Um, but people don't realize or they, they just know that it hurts here and yeah. history kind of says, okay, you're hurt. Go to PT for right. me. I rather see people before they get hurt. Like I look at it as I wish everyone would come to me as a, like a physical, like we go to the doctor and get lab work. Well, why wouldn't you come to me and let me test everything, see how you move, clean up compensatory patterns that you probably have from, Oh, I sprained my ankle, but I never did anything about it. But you changed how you walked for a couple of weeks, which created some patterns Mm -hmm. or you had chronic anxiety. Now last year, you Mm -hmm. bet probably half of the freaking country anxiety, just anxiety alone changes our subconscious breathing pattern. Mm. We change our subconscious breathing pattern. We destabilize our core. You know, we start breathing more shallow. We start moving differently. Next thing you know, you're wondering why your knee or your back hurts. Well, maybe it's just your breathing. Right. Um, So like I was talking about this with Dr. Gabrielle Yeah. and Dr. Gabrielle Lyons, like doing a movement physical for everyone. Like sometimes your stomach issues or sometimes some of that, like brain fog or how you're not feeling well, could it be actually a breathing and movement dysfunction? So coming up with, and that's what I've been doing more of lately is doing virtuals of doing a movement physical. What do I see needs to be fixed? Yeah. Changed, giving them some exercises. And then, you know, it's been great because you can, I mean, you can tap into so many things just assessing movement. I love this so much. I think there's so much value to this. And I think, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to a lack of awareness. Yeah. You know, it's not like the conversation around physical therapy is, it has been in this regard, at, not at all. It's like injury therapy, but like you said, cookie cutter. But when we think, when we, when we zoom out and we go, hold on, we're in this, but I always say like, I'm in this body, I'm in me until I'm out of here. Right. So the goal is to feel as excellent as I can. And obviously to perform as excellent as I can for as long as I can in my life. And when we think about keeping our joints, our posture, mobility, like just everything stable and, you know, just fluid and not stiff, like rigidity, right? If I think about 2020, it's like rigidity. I mean, the the compounding effects of rigidity is fucking bad, right? Like mind, emotion, body. And what I love is that you bring the whole thing together. You are holistic. When did this, um, because I know that you frame yourself and it's so appropriate, but I think it's also worthy of talking about when you say, uh, you know, you were an intuitive PT. 
when did that really surface for you? I think I knew, so I've been practicing, what are we, 21? So I've been practicing 12 years now. And I think Mm -hmm. the first four or five years, it was just like, you need to get the reps in. So I was happy to be in a high volume clinic and I was just seeing everything, but things just weren't always making sense. I'm like, I think there's more to it. Like, I felt like I was missing something and I started taking some other courses and And it's funny, we talked about what people think PT is like a lot of my mentors are actually chiropractors. And when you think of a chiropractor, you think you're just going to go and get adjusted. And half of these chiropractors that are my mentors, they hardly adjust anymore. They will every once in a while, but they kind of look at the same thing at how I look at it. It's looking at the whole body, looking at our experiences, looking at our traumas, looking at anything that's happened in our past. Um, Anyone that knows me knows I love scars because scars are trauma. So any surgery ever, like my clients would be like, oh, none that matter. I'm like, guess what? They all matter. So tell me like, yeah. you know, what's going on here. And people will be shocked to see how a scar from 20 years ago changed their patterns. And that, that's why their pain out of nowhere this past year was not out of nowhere. It was something in patterning. And maybe for them, it just took 20 years for it to get to the point of how they're presenting. Um, so I always knew there was like a bigger picture and I always knew there was, um, maybe two years ago. And once again, from Dr. Lyons had introduced me to someone, we were out to dinner one night. And so him and I started talking and we actually started talking about stuff and just talking about injuries and different things. And he's like, did you ever forgive yourself? And I was like, Mm -hmm. what? He's like, did you ever forgive yourself for not knowing what you needed to do to take care of that? Like you didn't, you didn't know you weren't doing the right stuff or you didn't know how to truly forgive yourself for not being present in the moment. And that's why you got injured Mm -hmm. and there. Mm -hmm. And that was when I had another big aha moment when I had to forgive myself Mm -hmm. for not being present the day I got in a big bike crash because I wasn't present. I was not paying attention and ended up getting in a crash and shattered my shoulder and all this stuff and not realizing I was holding on to that for years. And I had gone to a couple of different practitioners and they kept getting stuck whenever they work around my shoulder. They kept saying there was some past trauma involved. Wow. I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, well, maybe think about the sound of the accident. Okay. And so if I would think about the sound of the accident, my shoulder would test differently. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. So then that's when I really started realizing there was so much more involved to yeah. how our bodies present. Yep. Where I'll play with people's thoughts or I'll play with my thoughts while I'm working on them and see if it changes tests. Um, I'll make them change their thoughts to a negative thought versus a positive thought and Mm -hmm. it will change the test. So that's just one way I can tap into a client to let them know your thoughts are more powerful than you believe. Like you just tested with pain and weak. You changed a thought. I did the same exact thing. And now you tested strong and no pain. That's so badass. I have to share with you. Uh, it's like you're from you being an expert in this area. It's, it's validating an approach that I have with some of my my clients that I coach. You know who have experienced some you know gut issues, and it's you know and and we you know gut issues are gnarly, bloated, and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And, in, and, 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 you know, in some conversations, it's like, I'm so upset. I'm so frustrated because it's like, you know, and it rightfully, like, it's so understandable. You're doing everything to within your knowledge, the best of your ability, but then you're still going through your days with this discomfort, this bloating that, and this is just something that I intuitively 
started to do in my life. I mean, you know, I'm in my forties too, and I've been through a lot with my body. And so it just started, it's, it's this self-love piece where I go, okay, hold on. Uh, We are a system of systems, right? This is, there's no disconnect between my, I don't want, let me frame it like that. I don't want to disconnect between my body, like this flesh and all this and my mind and me. I want to be very in, in, uh, what's the word? Um, whole and uh, integrated. Right. So I tell my girls, I'm like, Hey, totally understand validate, but why don't you try to just give your body some loving dialogue? Cause if you think about it this way, your body is already fucking fighting right now. It's going through some shit. It's not your body's fault. Your shoulder, it wasn't your shoulder's fault. And it wasn't even your fault in that moment. It was just where you, know, where you were in your mind and your life in that moment. But when you think about, you know, if somebody you loved was already going through something really hard, how would it feel to that somebody if you were just beating that somebody up? for going through something hard. What the fuck is that going to produce? Nothing. And I swear when I invite my girls to start like, Hey, you know, however it sounds, you know, my girls are like tuned into me, so it's fine, but (laughs) you know, like put your hand on your gut and just say, I love you. I got you. I know. Thank you. You're working through this. I got your back, you know, and just have, and it helps them. It helps them. So I feel like in a sense that runs parallel to like, it's just so with what you were just sharing, but I just felt like you validated, you know, because you you're testing and this is your work as a constant. So you can see how it's showing up when you tweak the thought process and how that's affecting their actual, the, the physical part of their being as well. So badass. And when you're doing it with your clients, it's like, you're taking them from fight or flight mode. Yes. And you're getting just more just calming them down, going more parasympathetic. Right. So I combine that with breath work Mm -hmm. when I'm working with the clients and a lot of times, and, um, one of my good mentors, Dr. Perry Nicholson, he stopped chasing pain. Um, and he's big into lymph and all this stuff. It's like the gut is like a second brain. Yeah. Brain fog versus gut issues and vice versa, chicken and egg thing. Like, it messes with our heads too. Then we get anxious. Then we get upset. Then we're beating ourselves up because we don't feel good. We're in fight or flight mode. So we probably changed our breathing. Now we get more to the physical side and it's a snowball effect of all of it. Ladies, I am so excited to let you know that Queendom, Black Belt Beauty's exclusive membership community for women only has officially opened her doors and is welcoming new members. Queendom is an exclusive community of high-minded, empowering, supportive, badass women who are all on a mission to live from their fullest potential in life. This empowered space is monitored by me personally to ensure that it is non-toxic, non-competing, and an inspiring, energetic environment. What this membership includes is one monthly live Zoom call with me, where I take you on a deep dive and a specific focus for the month. So think topics like self-love, self-confidence, and vitality. These topics are vital to living from your fullest potential in life. So these talks are going to support you to get more clarity on them and help you to develop and strengthen your relationship with them in your life. You get one monthly challenge that is specific to the focus for the month for stronger development and progress in that area. 
You get a monthly workbook with a summary of that topic and journal prompts around the subject. You get a variety of intentional meditations that I create to help you get rooted in specific areas of yourself and your life. You get exclusive Blackboard Beauty Radio podcast guest content for Queendom members only. And ladies, I love to have fun, so you can expect to have a lot of it in Queendom. There will be several pop-up virtual events, including more live coaching sessions with me, beauty sessions, training sessions, cooking hangs, master classes and Q&As, all with high-level guest experts. You also get my VIP High Performance Vault. So think my top tools that I rely on to feel my best, to look my best, and to perform my best in life. Above all, you get community and accountability support from the incredible members of Queendom who are on aligned missions to live from their fullest potential in life. You know, one of my favorite quotes that sums up my aim with Queendom is this one by Reid Hoffman. No matter how brilliant your mind or strategy, if you're playing a solo game, you will always lose out to a team. You guys, I want you all to be winning in your life from within and out. And I'm a firm believer that teamwork truly does make the dream work. So I've designed Queendom to be exactly that, a team of women who are supporting the best in each other to actualize their dreams into life. So the cost for all of this is just $40 a month. And that price is exclusive to this period of enrollment only. For those who purchase a full year of membership upfront, you get one month of membership for free. Investing in this membership is investing in yourself. So if you're ready to join Queendom, go to blackbeltbeauty.com to sign up or click the link in the show notes. Ladies, let's seek the fight together in 2021 as a badass team of empowered queens. Membership has its privileges. I can't wait to see you and support you in the queendom. Again, I, you know, I mean, it's so important to put voices like yours on the fucking microphone to get out there because we, I think we are in, you know, we're, we're living now in a time where transformation and this kind of higher consciousness and more awareness is starting to become more present, but this right. Finally, you know, and I, like when I kind of look back, I'm like, okay, I understand. Like I can see it's, it's almost like we move so far away from, you know, I mean, your whole business primal from that primal living, which, you know, we've moved so far away from it. And in some ways I get it. I can see why that happened for us to develop ourselves to to have the society that we're living in today. Fine. But we went too fucking, we're way out there. And now we're trying to like come back and integrate these important primal ingredients to keep us whole, to keep us healthy, um, to keep us, you know, thriving and not just fucking surviving. And so someone like you, who is an authority in this space, who has an approach to this whole holistic, you know, way of wellness, really, it's just important because again, you know, I want to go, I want to give people credit and say, uh, a lot of it is, is just a lack of awareness. Most people aren't going to be thinking, 
Hey, you know what? It's a good idea. Let me, you know, consult with Megan and just have her, you know, guide me through some breath work. So I, I have that, um, inside out tool to take me out of, you know, fight or flight and move me into parasympathetic, which is such a fucking powerful tool, especially in this day and age, or just to, you know, like check out my body. Like, is anything showing up? I mean, when we did a, an, a, a, a zoom with my calf, like you reminded me like, Hey, just, you know, throughout the day, like check in with your belly breath, because when I forget exactly how you framed it, but it was something that pertained to the fact that I was injured. And so, you know, there, I could be breathing more from my chest because of that. Forgive me for not remembering it exactly, but all to say that that approach, your approach holistic, it needs to be understood and heard more that this is an important approach to living. If you would like to not just survive, but to optimally thrive for as long as you fucking can in this life, you have that lens is very important. Therefore, so is your voice. So it's important. The medical world or everything had gotten to defensive medicine. Everyone's trying to protect their butts. Everyone's just treating the symptoms and patching things up. And for me, my foundation is, well, why? Anytime I'm with a client, well, why do you feel this way? Let's break down. What was happening in your life when this started happening? Was there a stressor at home? Was there a stressor at work? Did you even realize that maybe you didn't like your boss and every time you're around your boss, you were on eggshells and you were moving differently and that snowballed into how you're feeling physically. So it's always like they come in with neck pain. I can rub your neck or give you some exercises, but if we don't address the full picture, is it really going to change? You might feel better for a little bit. And that's the hard part because there's still this, I wouldn't want to say stigma with PT, like it has to be insurance-based and all this stuff. Yeah. It's more of, there's still practices out there. Like I've had people come to me. They're like, this isn't PT. I'm like, well, this is what it should be. Right. But it's, it's not cookie cutter. It's not like, oh, your knee hurts. Go do these exercises, get a hot pack, then put stim on, then do this. I'm like, if I hear that they did that, I'm like, no, they were just trying to bill insurance and be able to see three, four people at a time. And I was like, I'm sorry you went through that. I'm glad you're finally here, but we need to actually work on your core, your breathing and your toe. God, where were you in fucking 1997 when I blew my knee out? I had three knee surgeries and you just literally took me back. I can see myself. It's almost traumatic on that stupid bike in, in, you know, warm up for 10 minutes, then come over, do these exercises. Then we're going to put, we'll massage it for a little bit and then we'll put some Megan, I was so fucking bored and I didn't want to go. And you know what happens when we don't go and we're not actually properly rehabilitating? We'll get, I had three knee surgeries. Maybe it could have possibly been two, but yeah, I mean, that's so valid. And so, I mean, I know it in my own life experience that, um, you know, it's, it's ineffective. So I love, I love your approach. Uh, it's, it's, it's important to, again, just to, to put this out there for people to realize it's, it's a, it's a shift of perspective. It's yeah. reframing this in a different way. And, and I, mm-hmm, I word, you said the word reframing it. That's what yeah. we have to do We have to reframe things, whether it's our thoughts, it's our actions, or our um, body, <laughs> our belief, our body, all of it is if we just reframe and tweak it a little bit, it yeah. can the whole trajectory of where we're going. Right. 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 I always say, um, was like, I got this downloaded from my muse, my highest self. I, in my meditation one day years ago, but she was like, wherever you're looking is where you're going. 
And it's yeah. so simple, so succinct. And it's like, that was just a fucking emotional neutralizer. Cause I remember in that moment I was feeling kind of troubled, but it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the way that you're looking at this, wherever you're looking, you're taking yourself. So be mindful is that if you don't want to be going that way, then we need to reframe this situation and position it in a, you know, so that you are moving in a direction that you want to be moving in. Uh, so it, that's so, so important. Um, Something that I really also want to dive into with you is the fact that you are a fucking athlete and you are a badass athlete. You started uh, competing or doing CrossFit 2014, right? Was I that- think so. Yeah, I think yeah. 14. Uh, no, uh, no, 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. Um, what drew you to CrossFit? I'm curious. It's funny. So I was still working at that bigger practice, and we were like the medical support for this competition. Mm-hmm. And me being a little competitive, we're all there. And I'm seeing these people do stuff. I'm like, if they could do that, I could do that. I'm like, come on. <laughs> that's why I ended up doing an Ironman. I was working at the Ironman and these people doing an Ironman. I'm like, if they're doing it, I could do one. So wow. I did an Ironman. Um, but we were the sports staff. And then I'll be totally honest. There was two other girls. They were newer grads. And they were like, I'm going to sign up for it. I'm like, if they're doing it, I need to sign up. I'm going to beat them. Um, <laughs> just admitting how competitive I am. Yeah. That's yeah. Today, um, so I signed up for the scale division and had no clue what I was doing. I was like reverse curling for cleaning, <laughs> like didn't know how to do a, a pull up. Like I could do like a strict one maybe, but yeah. these girls were, like banging out all these pull ups. So I had no clue. Met this other doctor that was on the staff there, like supporting, and he he was like, "No, you need to go see my coach." All right, so I go see his coach. I'm like, so I. I did that first competition and it was a qualifier. So Mm -hmm. I qualified for the finals. I'm like, I don't want to look like an idiot out there and not know how to do any of these movements. Yes. So I hired the guy to be my coach, to teach me how to do things. So I wouldn't look like an idiot, go to this other competition. Some guy comes up to me and he's like, I know you. And, um, he's like six foot five, huge tattoos everywhere. And I was like, no, I don't know you. I would know you by those tattoos. And he's like, no, we know each other. We've known each other somehow in life, or we're going to know each other. And I'm like, Oh, okay. all right. So he grabbed <laughs> my phone. He like found his Instagram handle, like put it in, started following messaged me. He's like, so when are you going to come take class? Didn't know he had owned a gym in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, why don't you come to like the nine 30 class? I'm like, is that all the moms? Like, I'm not coming just to work out for moms. Um, little did I know there's like, a bunch of badass women and yeah. the first class come in, like I had to do scaled version and these other women are like going up and down the ropes, doing all wow. this stuff. And that's kind of how it started. And I've always been someone that I need like goals, mm-hmm. of, like either a competition or some kind of date that I need to get something done by. Like I always yeah. did or a team that were doing something together. So CrossFit was like perfect. So it was like competitive, mm-hmm. a little more fun than just working out by yourself. Yeah. Um, met a cool group of people, started doing it. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up where I'm at here in California, just dropped in a gym with a friend and met some people. And I ended up treating one of the guys and he's like, you treat totally different than any PT I've ever seen. And that's where it all kind of took off. He's like, we'd love to have you at the gym. Wow. So that's amazing how it all happened. And so it's been what now five years, five years process. and you're not competing anymore. Or you are. Uh, so I did the open, which is okay. like. Everyone worldwide does it. You submit your scores. And then depending on your score, you move on to the next round. Oh, okay. Um, then we just finished that. And so they, it used to be, you had to be top 200 
Okay. For, for masters, at least. It's like, I'm in, thir- I just moved up to the 40 to 44 age group. Okay. Um, you need to be top 200. They changed it to top 10%, which was so much easier. Mm. Um, so moving on to that May 6th will be like the next round. And then I'll do like some smaller local competitions just for like fun. That's cool. That's I don't cool. think I'm ever going to be like one of the games athletes, but it's always yeah. CrossFit something. There's always something that you can get better at. There's yeah. always something you can try to learn to do and get stronger. So it's never like you're going to master the sport. Right. Uh, so right. That there's always growth. Know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's jujitsu for me. You're never like how I frame it. And this is so, you know, we're at the time period that I grew up, but like you ain't never get into the center of the Tootsie Pop. Yeah, that like you can't. You know, there's just so many layers to jujitsu, uh, which is pr- truly one of the greatest reasons why it's an addiction for me. Yeah. I never, I you know, and it's great to learn about CrossFit because, to be honest, like. I don't know much about CrossFit, except in my makeup career days, I got hired to do this. Um, it was a CrossFit video, you know, yeah. for, and it was like a two, two day shoot. And I just remember looking and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it was like, they were going, I mean, granted it's for a video too, but yeah. I think that is, you know, CrossFit is like, I mean, it's just cool to learn about it. Cause I know it's, it's intense. Let's just leave it there it's fucking intense and it's pushing yourself at an intensity, um, really a, as a constant, is that correct? Or, um, it depends on the type of workout. Some workouts might be for loads. Some might be do as many reps as possible in this amount of time. Yeah. Like sometimes people say, Oh, you're going to get hurt doing CrossFit. It's like, well, no, if you're smart about it, like how's your foundational moving pattern? The movement yeah. It's like, if you have good movements, then load it. And then yep. if you can still do it loaded and you can do it fast, that's amazing. Um, when people start getting super competitive mm-hmm. and then they're like, I don't care. I just want to beat the next person. And they sacrifice form. Like, yeah, you're setting yourself up to get hurt. Or if they don't have good coaching, they are squatting horribly and the coach isn't calling something out and they're letting them load two, 300 pounds on the bar with crappy form. Yeah. Then you're going to get hurt. So like any sport, like yeah. there's for injury, it's not because CrossFit's bad. Like what no. CrossFit is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of good coaching, good guidance and checking your ego at the door sometimes and not trying just to one up the person next to you where every once in a while you want to do that. Um, but you know? Yeah, no, but it's keeping it in check. You know, when I talk about the ego, which is not that often, but I'm like, no, I have a very healthy relationship with the ego. In my opinion, we have ego for a reason. We would never have been to the fucking moon and do all these great things. Like ego is what drives us in so many ways, but it's really about like managing that relationship. Right. And I, again, I'll use jujitsu as a great example. You know, you, you check your ego at the door, which doesn't mean that you don't want to tap someone out or experience, you know, the, your arsenal of weapons, but it's, it's the, it's where you're, you're leading yourself from. And that is, you know, if you're, if you're operating from an overactive ego in that way, then yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous for you. It's dangerous, for, you know, in jujitsu for somebody else. But I think that's a beautiful thing to, to put in there because um, I know, you know, a lot of people uh, turn to CrossFit as a mean, especially uh, because it is so goal oriented. It's, it, let's just say somebody who's like, I want to get fit. 
and they don't have any frameworks and they're not, you know, they need a stimulus that's exciting. Um, obviously I think there's the team aspect is also really, um, supportive to this energy of like to keep momentum going. So I, I can see, sorry, go ahead. No, it's like a community. Like you have a right. of people that hold you accountable. Like you make friends and you yeah. want to show up because they're going to be there. So not only are you having fun yeah. socializing, but you're also, and so there's different gyms that more, they're not competitive and it's more of a social thing where yep. like me and I'm more on the competitive side. Like I don't do the classes. Mm-hmm. I have a group of like four people and we do it in between the classes on our own. And we have like a bigger, more intense training program. Yeah. Um, and we actually, we have to check our ego every once in a while. Like, okay, this workout, yes, we're competing. And we're trying to see how, how far we can push ourselves. No, these other workouts, I want it to be great form. And we're just working on getting through the movements with clean fluid movement, um, and pushing ourselves in a different way. Um, That's so awesome. you just have to have those goals and like, no, okay. What's my goal with this workout where it's mm-hmm. not beat yourself up every single day. My body would be torn to pieces if I was doing that every single workout every day. Okay. Hold on. I love that you just brought us here because that's something I want to talk about. Um, it's interesting. You know, I think when somebody sees a fit, we'll just say women, we're talking about women. Yeah. Um, I'll use myself now it's hard. Okay. I should preface by saying it's hard for me, my standards and my levels, they're not mediocre. So when I, for me, I look at myself and I, I, you know, I can like just my training. I'm like, dude, I'm not beast mode. There are days for sure where I'm like, it's, it's a beast mode day, but mm-hmm. as a whole, no way I'm fuck man. People have no idea. There's so much more chill involved in this game of training for me. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that, well, first of all, I don't thrive off of, you know, going 200 miles per hour all the time. Anyways, that's just over masculine energy. It's just not naturally what turns me on. Do I like moments of fucking hardcore sprint. Like, yeah, let me test myself. Absolutely. For sure. But a lot of my training uh, or my movement rather in the week, uh, there's just so much more, uh, there's, you know, restorative days, lots of walking where some people might be surprised because they can see a physique Right. And obviously diet has a lot to do with it too, but they, the automatic assumption, because I get this all the time and I I would like to know if you get this as well. And then I want to talk about this. Um, you know, I, people ask me all the time, Oh, you were work out, you know, every day, all day, or like, they just think it's like this hardcore constant level fucking 10. And I'm like, no, it's not. Do you get the same thing all the time? And in my body, so everyone, the COVID, yeah. I actually went the other direction. I actually lost 10, 15 pounds during it all. And everyone's like, what did you do? And like, if I really look about it, I had the time to focus on my recovery. I had yes. the time to go for more walks. Like for me going, like when we were initially locked down, like mm-hmm. I was going for two, three hour walks, listening to podcasts. So I was outdoors by the beach mm-hmm. walking so much happier, like just down-regulating my system yep. for me, like some of the weight that I held on to was more like cortisol stress weight. Yes. And then I get my little pup and I got my puppy and next thing you know, I'm dropping more weight right. and it's more, I'm happy. Like the oxytocin. Yeah. And it's not like I was an emotional eater. I can be an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. The day I got the dog, it was gone. Oh, like, yeah. I was Serotonin, just like, yeah, oxytocin. Well, 
one of my other patients just messaged me. He's like, it's so true. He's like, my body fat is down 5% since I got the dog and I've done nothing differently. It's just, I'm so happy. Well, Uh, you know, even I was just looking this up the other day, you know, when uh, it's known, like if someone's falling in love or even if they're just feeling really attracted, like in a brand new situation, the appetite is lost. I'm really, I just, I love neurobiology and like fucking hormones and neurotransmitters. I'm like, well, what, I want to know the mechanism, like what's actually happening. And, um, what I have, have discovered through, through reading was just that it's, it's, it comes down to those neurotransmitters, serotonin, you don't feel the need to eat because you feel so satisfied with these kind of happy, feel good hormones. So it makes perfect sense that, that, you know, that's that unfolded for you in that way. Also like the stress factor, just, you know, Jason Phillips, who's such a G in this conversation, I just had him on the podcast and he talks about that a lot. And I can say that my own body, in my own body composition, um, I experienced the same thing when I started to kind of roll it back, which doesn't mean I'm just sitting on the couch and no, it just, it's like the intensity when it started to become more harmonized with lower intensity, lactic acid, water, cord, like it, and all of a sudden you're fucking ripped, like on another level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is great. Like I am, I'm, I'm I'm sleeping great. Like I'm at least eight yes. hours a day. I'm trying. Last night mm-hmm. I couldn't fall asleep, but that was my head was racing. And I'm like, all right, time to meditate, meditate and breathe, whatever. Yeah. Um, and we're not all perfect. There's days where it's not great. And but we have the tools to reel it back in. Be yeah. like, I let myself get off for a day. I let my head run the, you know, run the races or whatever. I need to reel it back in shut it all down mm-hmm. and just start over. And that's the nice part. Like I've learned over the years, like you don't have to let it be that cycle that just controls you. Like you have the control to stop it yeah, and then get back in touch with where we need to be, whether I go for a long walk, mm-hmm. you know, just get outside. And that's part, when I moved here, I knew it was going to be more expensive living right by the beach. And I said, I don't care for me. It's worth it. Like my place I'm in now, I can stand up and see the water you know, from my yard. Like that's something where that's just my happy place. Like for me, all I have to do is I'm a little stressed, go and look at the ocean. Same like, girl, literally the same. And my family's like, my brother's like, why don't you move back home? Come on. Like the beach is nearby. It's an hour away. I'm like, no, like I can <sighs> see it from my backyard. Like that for me, it's like, these are the, the things that are not negotiable. Like, okay, need- well, hold on. We got to talk about that because I, I've listened to you talk about this and I have so much love and respect for you in this way. Like you have boundaries. I, and I, I, I have them like, I have them so firmly positioned as an entrepreneur. It's important to say this. And I I feel like you're totally going to resonate with this. It's almost more dangerous when you are building a business from pure passion purpose and vision is how I frame it. I'm pulled to work. I'm not pushed. It's not a force. So there's always more to do, especially in the built building, you know, phase there's, there's always more to do. And if you don't, and that's just one aspect of like assigning boundaries, because obviously there's so many ways to assign boundaries. If you don't assign boundaries and have your non-negotiables, um, you're setting yourself up for illness, for burnout, for all those things, for, for, un, you know, just to be an unhappy person. So I would love for you to talk about the importance of that and how you, you know, protect your, the things that make you feel really good and how that really does inf- like impact the rest of your life, even specifically how you get to show up for your clients at work. 
So for me, like some of the, like my boundaries or what has to happen, like I block my schedule every day from two to five, mm-hmm. two to five, finish clients around two, decompress a little bit, mobilize, do some work between three and five. That's my training time. Like sometimes to five thirty. sometimes if I need to go longer, but I'm not going to be the best PT and I'm not going to show up and be present if I know I'm missing workouts. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like, for me, I don't feel, but I don't feel as good moving early in the morning. Like I've done the early morning workouts before a full day and it just doesn't feel good. So for me, two to five is my time. Mm-hmm. Like clients will be like, can I come at two, come at three? And then I start feeling guilty that I don't have time available during that lock. But guess what? Thursday's my one day, yeah. two to five is open. So guess what? You're going to have to come. And I, I used to change my schedule sometimes for a client. And I'm like, you know what? No, that's, and then I get resentful and all this stuff. I'm like, no, that's my time. That's why I, opened up my own business so I could do that. Cause when I'm training and I'm on, when I'm pushing hard and it's not always hard, but yeah. focus or yeah. have, have, you know, my plan because I have a coach that helps me go through all that. So mm-hmm. that's one, like my time, um, being by the beach, yeah. you know, being around animals. Now that I have, I used to volunteer and go and work with horses and stuff before I actually had the pup. So something that's just my happy place. Like I know, like if I don't have those things, I'm not going to be the best version of myself when I'm showing up. I love that girl. I'm so with you on that. I'm like, yes. Um, it's this whole picture, you know, and it's knowing what you really need, identifying your needs to feel whole, to feel, you know, healthy and for you to continue to thrive. It's so important. And we're so aligned, you know, the beach is my backyard or one of them rather. And, uh, you know, my training, my sleep, yeah, that's shit. It's not getting fucked with. Like I have a hard out at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm not texting, but unless it's an emergency, I'm certainly not answering an email. Um, yeah. but you know, this is what allows this, you know, steady state of joy. And you know, you can read when an individual is like genuinely operating life more dominantly from a state of joy. And it's like, well, why is that? You know, it's not just because, oh, there's money in the bank. There's No, it's this whole picture. And a lot of that, you know, to, to keep this whole picture in a beautiful, feel-good state comes down to mm-hmm. your boundaries. So that was really important. I wanted to pull that out of you and put that in this conversation. <laughs> um, okay, a couple of things, because I can't believe how fast time is flying. I mean, I, I can't actually, because we could just... <laughs> um, you know, uh, one thing that I do... I I think it would be a disservice to not talk about this subject with you is I just want to tap into being a strong woman, like being a physically strong woman and what that, how that supports you in your life. There's a skill transfer, right? Like I talk about it a lot. You know, when I feel my strength deadlifting, it just reminds me especially in areas where I don't feel maybe as strong in that moment or whatever. Um, it just reminds me of capable. I am, uh, I would love for you to talk about that, you know, just being strong, the importance of it. Um, even how you, I mean, I know we mentioned CrossFit, but if there's a couple tips that you can offer, you know, I know our girls who, who watch and listen to this podcast are women who are really, you know, just looking for more ways to keep themselves so strong and resilient, So I would love to pick at your genius in this space. When you said that, the first thing that came to mind is like, sometimes I relate the bar, a barbell, whatever, weight to life. 
Like it's going to push us down. It sucks. Sometimes we're going to get back up and I might fail many, many times before I have the strength to get that one rep or whatever it is, but I'm not going to let it stop me from trying. Like those are goals. Then when I don't get it, I'm like, I'm getting it next time. Um, but being a super competitive, strong woman, like I think also I could be very intimidating to men. Mm. Um, when it comes through that kind of stuff, yeah, and go there, go. the right person or the right crowd that isn't intimidated. Like you need to find those people that are like, fuck yeah. Like I want you in my life type of thing. Not someone like I got to text someone wanting to meet for coffee. Um, the successful person wants to like, Oh, I want to take you out for lunch coffee. And then I posted a video of me lifting and he's like, Oh shit, I think you're stronger than me. And crickets. I'm like, well, guess what? He's intimidated. Goodbye. Like, right. Thank you for doing, saving me the effort and energy of, you know, investing in you. And it's taken a lot of work for me to get to where I'm at today. I've never been like this. I used to let people walk all over me back years ago when I didn't know boundaries. And that's a learning process. Like you learn. And then the next time it happens, you're like, nope, that's not happening ever again. Yeah. And you learn, but it's one of those things where when I changed careers too, like I started working, like being a PT, I'm manually working on people. Like yeah. I had athletes to come and see me. And I was in a relationship with someone where I was so excited to tell them how my client felt so good, was out on ice skating the next day. And he's like, Oh, he's a hockey player. What he hurt. I'm like, Oh, he pulled his groin. <laughs> he's like, Oh, did you have to touch his groin? I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> I did. And he's like, was he good looking? And I'm like, oh. going there. <laughs> And I was like, he was 16. His dad was right there with us. Like, (laughs) but then I realized that person in my life that I was dating was very insecure with me being super passionate, working with someone else with their passion of getting them back on the ice or whatever sport. And that relationship, that was a hard thing where they weren't comfortable with my passion and my skill set, And so instead of lifting me up and pushing me to do better, they were wanting to like push me back down. Yeah. So I've realized like, I need someone in my life that's going to one support everything about me in Mm -hmm. there or be okay with, yes, you might be stronger than me in some ways. Yes. I'm helping other people. And I get, you know, we have to talk about life and personal stuff in my sessions and they need to be okay with it. Um, so it's been interesting because not everyone's cut out to be able to handle that. I feel you girl. I feel you hardcore. It's, you know, and it's so important to hold yourself steady in, 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 in you, you know, to be very rooted and say like, you know, you're not going to dim your light. You're not going to decrease your strength. You're not, you're not coming down. You, You have to hold yourself in that position. And I think it is an interesting thing because, you know, I am, I've said this before, but you know, we, in, I mean, again, we're so close in age, but so growing up, I mean, we didn't have strong as beautiful. No, yeah. no, no. no. no I, and I, have- thigh gap and <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want a thigh gap. I need to catch whatever food. No, uh, no, but it's so, it's funny because, you know, when I was younger and, got, and, you know, and I had shoulders and I had definition cause I'm a mesomorph and it was just part of my, you know, it's my design. And, uh, and I was an athlete, you know, as a young, I was a competitive runner and I, you know, at one point I was doing more fucking pull-ups than my brothers, you know, one point. Um, and I would be so offended 
when guys would be like, you're so ripped, you're so buff. Like, I just don't like those, the words at the time. I'm like, because again, it's like, I have so much feminine energy. That's just so, and I don't have to defend my feminine energy, but in in that period in my life, for sure, I did feel more defensive too. Cause I'm like, yo, if you want to compliment a girl for, this is how, I mean, I would literally correct them. Like you could say I'm fit. You can say you look great, but I don't want to hear I'm buff. Okay. Yeah. Cause to my mind back then it was like, no, I don't want to hear that. And a lot of that has just, I mean, when I started lifting heavy weights, because I used to be very cardio heavy because I was so, because of that, you know, um, and truth be told, because there was a period after the injuries where I had gained weight. And so, yeah, I had muscle, but I also had this weight over it. And that just made me feel like fucking husky. And I just wasn't, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. five, four or more. So so I say, and my brothers would tell me, lift the weights, lift the weights. And I'd be like, no, you know, and, and, and I oh, got, man, I wish I started lifting heavier weights earlier because we know what happens. Yeah. 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 But beyond the body composition, um, changes and the ownership that actually started to unfold for me, like, and now if it's some guys like you're so buff, I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, <laughs> um, I earned this shit. Um, but what was really powerful was the mindset pivot and the skill transfer there. It just knowing, you know, when shit gets hard, I can, I can carry that weight and I can do it with grace. Yep. That's so important. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so, you know, it's like one of those messages you just want to put on loudspeaker for women. Um, especially cause it's not like we're fully out of this space where, you know, the girl just want, and to each his own, I'm not judging anybody's, you know, wherever you want to be with your body, that's up to you. And I'm not saying that this way is the right way or wrong, but you know, there are the girls who like do not want, and by the way, and I worked in, you know, fashion, celebrity makeup, like, you know, you d- shoulders on a woman. Yeah, yeah no, no, that shit doesn't, it doesn't translate nice in a photo. And so there's a lot of, girls, my, but do- I'm like this, like, I always think like if you had to fucking run for your life or pick some shit up or jump that fence, you need the arm to be able to do that. I mean, adrenaline will get you far, but like combine that with strength and you know, so anyways. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I just, that just made me laugh because I did a photo shoot and like all my, I loved all the fitness ones and then the lifestyle pictures. I'm just like, you got it. I'm not good at that stuff. I'm not good at looking girly. Like I try, but like some of the angles, my arm looked like bigger than my body. (laughs) Well, that's kind of on the photographer too. I mean, I'm going to just say that, you know, I mean, yeah, it is teamwork, but at the end of the day, if you're not a professional model and you're an athlete, I mean, that's, and I've worked with so many world-class athletes in my, you know, makeup career. And, you know, you can have the most like just in, amazing. We're talking like ESPN body issue cover and you got to capture it the right way because otherwise it could not give real credit to what the actual body looks like. But as a woman, it's just a really interesting, uh, thing to, you know, to be a strong, I mean, the first thing I think I said to you when I met you, um, to our girl, Gabrielle was like, fuck your shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Cause shoulders to me really, they really say something. They really, I, I, I feel like they, they really, say they put in some work. Like, I was just going to yeah. say exactly. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're doing it. You're, do, <laughs> you're doing it well. Cause it looks incredible. So anyways, that was something I just had to touch on. I can go into so many more uh, layers of that with you, but I want to be mindful of our time. So 
before I, I kind of phase this out and I have a, a few rapid fire words that I like to throw at my guests, um, before I even go there, is there anything that you would like to live in this conversation? Maybe it's something you wish people would ask you more about or something that, you know, if you could put it up on a billboard, you would, or just something that you feel is important to live in this conversation outside of everything. I mean, we've talked about so much, but so no pressure if there's not, but I just like <laughs> to ask that question in case there is. I think now like looking at just where I'm at with everything, like I want people like one is their history, like as amazing or as horrible as it could be is why they are who they are today. And, you know, I've gone through some crazy hard ass stuff in my life, but I don't regret any of it because it made me who I am today. Um, so if you look at that as movement wise too, like being open, be open to whatever you went through, forgiving yourself for it. And then like, if you want help with movement or any other kind of stuff, like we said, unlocking your potential, like that's something that I'd love to be able to do for someone else. Like, so letting people be okay with that and knowing there's probably so much more they can do Mm -hmm. to feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's more of unlocking you know, the why behind things mm-hmm. and being open to that. Some people might think it's super weird mm-hmm. or whatever, but just being, if, as long as you're open to it, that's where the magic happens. Like yeah. stuff they never think would happen can change in your life by just being open. Right. I love that. Weird. I mean, it was probably weird when people were talking about going to the moon for the first time, right? Like all the weird shit, not all the weird shit, but a lot of the things that were weird end up being, you know, some of the biggest breakthroughs and important, you know, um, historical events in our life and just, you know, creation. So I love it. I just have to think on like, that a little don't bit. Don't wait because... for stuff to get bad. Don't wait for you to feel like crap. Like yeah. the stuff you can do now to prevent you from ever feeling crappy and to just move and live like your best life. Like it sounds silly, like live your best life. Like, no, that's actually real. Like you have the power to do that. You fucking do. I love it so much. (laughs) It's so simple and true. Um, okay. It makes me wonder. So, uh, one question that I love to ask my guest is if you had a magic wand and you can give the masses one positive habit that would have a large ripple effect through their life, what would it be and why? Oh, I'm stuck between two. Go for it. Um, either being able to reframe their thoughts like that to like just positive thoughts mm-hmm. and get rid of the negative or every single person being able to connect with the proper breath because that changes everything. That's amazing. Both. I mean, those are so important. Yeah. Breath, man. It's, you know, what I learned from Andrew Huberman um, God, I don't want to mess this up. I'm just going to fucking go for it. But it was like the, your diaphragm, I think if I heard this right, it was like the only organ that you actually, your mind can communicate to your diaphragm and your diaphragm will actually comprehend the message and be able to respond to it. Right. Um, I may have messed that up. But I just remember when I heard whatever that was in that context, I was like, that is so fucking fascinating. So true. You know, when you are able to communicate to your mind, to ultimately to your nervous system, uh-huh. to, you know, put your breath to get out of fight or flight and to get into the parasympathetic. I mean, that's, that's a huge tool. Right? Huge. When you can control that, yeah, you can control so much more. 
Like right. think of diaphragm. If we, like I said to you, if we breathe 15 to 20,000 breaths a day, mm-hmm. that's 15 to 20,000 reps. Either you're doing well, or you could do better. And you know, you could be doing them crappy and not like that's 15 to 20,000 reps of stimulating, not only pelvic floor, core, diaphragm, intestines, every organ, all that stuff, all your systems, gut, everything. Like if you're doing it crappy, Versus if you're doing it well, like how much better you can feel. So all my clients are shocked when they come in and we work on breathing. They're like, really? And I'm like, look how it changed everything. They're like, they're like in shock. And I was like, and you have control of that. It's just, you have to consciously make a decision to work on it every day. Boom. So good. Okay. (laughs) Rapid fire words, girl. So you don't have to be rapid. Um, you just, whatever comes top of mind, top of heart, when you take these words in, Mm -hmm. I just would love for you to share. Ready? First word is love. Uh, self. So that's always a work in progress, mm-hmm. but how much better it is when you can truly love yourself. Truly. So good. Fear. Oh, my stomach just hurt. No, <laughs> um, because that's that gut feeling you get sometimes when you let it control you. Yeah. Um, and it's not always real. Right. You know? fuck everything and run or face everything and rise. Like those yeah. are those two sayings, like, which one are you going to do? Yeah. And, you know, some days are better at one than the other, mm-hmm. depending on what it is. Totally. So, yeah. so good. Curiosity. Oh, it's like, you want to know more? Do you want to go there? <laughs> is it going to be healthy for me or not? Um, I have to sit back and be like, okay, do I really need this or is it a want? Oh my gosh. This just made me so, I can't wait to come down and hang out with you. I'm so excited. Girl time. So needed. Um, okay. Next word is challenge. Oh, it's just life of living. <laughs> I mean, every day is a challenge, but it's so good. Um, and I, I need a challenge. Like I, I thrive on having challenge. Like some people are like, why do you make things so difficult? I'm like, I don't know. I like it the hard, expensive way. Like there's <laughs> routes sometimes, but I just, I don't like to take those routes, I guess. Yeah. I call it the scenic route. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the authentic route. Cause it's like, yeah. if that's, what's truly driving you and, mm-hmm. you know, exciting you, well then f- fucking don't take a shortcut, Yeah, you know? So, so good courage. Mm-hmm courage, uh, taking that leap of faith. Like mm-hmm. for me moving out here, like packing up a U-Haul and driving across country. like, I had to have the courage, like couldn't fall back on my family. Couldn't just move back in with them. If I needed help, like doing it all on my own. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Passion. Mm. Just the fact that I could do what I love every single day. Like it's my passion, like being able to help people. And I always just have to remember to help myself first so I can help others. So, because I think a lot of times we forget, especially when we're in like a caregiver type of role, mm-hmm. um, that's where sometimes the burnout happens because you're forgetting to take care of yourself that's uh, so true. first and be selfish. Like yeah, some people don't think being selfish is healthy. I mean, there's to an extent, right. um, but yeah. if we're not taking care of yourself. How are we going to care for someone else? Totally. I mean, that's just a play on word, right? With yeah. the word, because obviously I think it's the framework around selfish. You can look at it this way and that's, you know, I care about nobody but me, or you look at it this way and go, if I care about me to the fullest extent, I can care about you world, anybody yeah. to the fullest extent. And so that may mean that I need to selfishly, you know, mm-hmm. uphold these boundaries yeah, to be exactly. able to do that. Yeah. 
Love it. Okay. Two more words. Um, one of my favorites, resilience. Oh, getting back up. Every time we get knocked down, just getting back up. Yeah. Rocky. So, and that's, that's the, the slogan with our lights on the bar. Like, mm-hmm. that's why, like, I have little things I say and like, I'm, I'm a Christian and you know, there's times when my faith is great. There's times when it's not, but every time I step up to a hard task, you know, I have a little saying and I say, I can, I can do all things through him and whatever him is, or it is for anyone in this world, whatever you relate to, mm-hmm. like I can do all things. So. I love it. I love it. Final word, girl. Excellence. Ugh, what we're all striving for, but we all have within us. That's the first thing that I think. We'll love do. it. Yeah. I love it. it. It's just, how can we let it show? Yeah. Express it. Mm -hmm. So good. Megan, you're amazing. I'm so grateful. We finally, thank you. I know the day you walked into Dr. Gabrielle's, I was like, I need to know her. I know it was so- about you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, she's such a great connector. Oh God, I love her so much. And, and, you know, she's, I've, I've seen you uh, before. Cause that was already a while ago. Um, you know, but she, you had been on her stories so many yeah. times and, and, you know, it's like any, anybody Gabrielle says, or is into, it's like you, you're backdoored, you know, you've, you've gone through, <laughs> you know, the initial, cause I trust you because I, I know yeah. my girl. Right. So, um, shout out to our girl, Gabrielle. Love yes. you. Um, Mommy and you now, Ugh. I know I can't wait to meet the little one. Um, get her back down south. I know. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> so, but yeah, before we, we say goodbye officially, can you guide our watchers or listeners? How do they stay connected? If they want to work with you, whether it's virtually in person, best places to, to stay connected to you. Um, so my website's primal strength pt.com. So on there, you can email me right on there, or you can book right on there or find me on Instagram, primal strength doc, uh, doc. Um, so those are the two best ways. And then you can email through there. Um, hopefully internet or Instagram. Yeah. Well, and I just want to add that, um, your Instagram is so, so valuable. You know, you put so much valuable content there. So for people who, you know, want to be able to learn more about mobility and you give so many techniques, I mean, your videos are so valuable. So thank you. And really, uh, you know, this is important for me to say uh, also just girl, thank you for being such a fucking badass contributor. You know, honestly operating from your most authentic self and being a representative of that authenticity. I, we need more of that in life. You are a healer. You are so, you know, just from like woman to woman, you're like, I have chills right now. You're like, you're, you're, a, you're a woman supporter. Not to say that you don't support men, but it's like, yeah. You know, it's like you, you, you from day one, there's just this badass energy that I've always felt is like loving and supportive to me. And it's so fucking mutual. So I just want to take this moment to honor you and thank you for being such an incredible woman, an amazing friend and fucking contributor to our world. You're the shit. Oh, so. thank you. Love you. <laughs> Love you. All right, everyone, you guys know what to do. Stay connected to this badass and we will catch you on the next one. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired, 
to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.